So Jennifer, were any of your kids biters? No, none of my kids bit. Um, However, when I was a director of early childhood education, I did have the privilege of being around a number of lovely, wonderful, exploratory biters. (laughs) Those exploratory biters can cause us so much headache as parents, as caregivers, right? Teachers. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, how in the world can we kind of get this under control and get things situated. And I I never really had any of mine as biters. I think Allison bit one time. My mama heart just was so sad when that happened. I'm just saying. I was just like, you got to appreciate the moxie. (laughs) What do these people taste like anyways? I got to know. I got to know. I I got to know. But it's, you know, I think, Jennifer, it's just sometimes, you know, in your own home and when it's your own kids. I mean, I can. I can remember just thinking, oh, my gosh, is she going to go to school biting everybody? And is she going to get kicked out of school? How many kids is she going to bite before she quits doing this? And it is. It's a true fear that I think we've all kind of experienced or been around. That's for sure. Well, what do you think? It's better to be the biter or the bitten? I mean, I think I would much rather to bite. (laughs) That is probably not the right answer. I don't know that there is not a right answer. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the moms on call. For nearly 20 years, Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they have this podcast to talk directly with you. Ask your questions at 888-234-7979. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Today's episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth. You know, Jennifer, you were talking about, you know, the princess and the pea because, you know, I have had some sheets and you can feel those little balls and they're just, you're like, dang. It's distracting. <laughs> it is so distracting. You don't want to sleep on them. So like such a princess to even say it, but it's true. This has not had that problem. The only reason that you want to take your leg up across the sheet <sighs> is because it's so soft. You can't help yourself. So this is probably too much information, but you know, there are some times at night where I just get hot. All of a sudden, hot. And with these sheets, Jennifer, one of my favorite things is to like spread out and find that extra, extra cold spot. And it's significant. You can find that cold spot and get all comfy again in just two seconds flat. So head over to CozyEarth.com. They have like 100 days to try these sheets out. And they're also giving us, our listeners, a discount code, and I think it's one of the best that they've done. So uh, when you check out, if you'll do Moms on Call 40 at CozyEarth.com, you'll get 40% off. Hey, Jennifer and Laura. My name is Tiffany. I'm from Moore, Oklahoma. Our daughter is 14 months, and um, she's a biter. I wasn't too worried about it, but when she started to bite, my husband, but now she's had three different biting instances at school and um, with other kids. I don't really know what to do now. So I appreciate your help. Thank you. 
it's an opportunity for everybody to work together. <laughs> so that sounds pretty sing-songish, Jennifer, page. I'm just saying. So we want all of our caretakers to be on the same page. And there is actually a really great way. And I was taught this by um, an incredible mentor of mine, Christy Allen. And um, she was so prolific. And this is so effective. And so we're going to just go ahead and tell you how to do it. And then we're going to talk about it some more. But really, with biters, we want an immediate and stern rebuke, if you will. Um, we just want to startle them, get about one or two inches away from their nose and say, we do not bite. Ooh. In a stern voice, but not yelling. Just, you know, you want your, you want to sound like you mean business. It's not yelling. It's, you know, not um, aggressive. It's just firm. And if they kind of startle at that, then it just kind of helps to set that behavior um, apart from the child. Like that's just not something that we do. And it'll kind of give them a little bit of a negative feedback loop for that biting experience. And if we do that, we all do that, then it will stop usually in a couple of bites. However, there are things that we can do to make it worse. And those are typically the more intuitive things. We try and give it a bunch of attention. We take them to the side and the teacher has a lot of one-on-one -on -one time discussing why it happened. And hey, and I tell you, some of my social kids would mm. have loved that. Yes. That would have been the best thing in the whole wide world to be, have one-on-one -on -one attention with the mm. teacher. Hello. Right. So, yeah. So oftentimes, depending on how this child um, scores in the toddler by design app. If you have that social kid, when they bite, they are looking for engagement. They want that attention. They don't care whether it's positive or negative, but they want that. And so that's why just that one statement, we do not bite, you know, right up close to them and then let it go. That is so helpful because it's not rewarding a social child for that behavior. Now, sometimes some touch kids will do it in so much as the touch kids motivator is they are revealing their frustration. These are smarty, smart, smart. They are so <laughs> smarty, smart, I know smarts. that if I'm frustrated or if you're trying to get a toy I'm interested in, this will pretty much solve my problem. Toy is mine. <laughs> um, so these little smarty, smart, smarts um, are looking for a way to kind of express that. And so by being clear that we do not bite again, it serves even that touch child. But what I would also go that extra mile to say to parents of touch kids is that, you know, they're also very on the other side of that. They're also very tender. If somebody falls on the playground, they might be the first one to go over and hug them. And then later that day, bite another child. <laughs> You're like, what is happening? They're kind on one side. But they, this is how it works. They, they, their elation and their frustration play out in that same way. They enjoy human contact. They're exploring human contact. And so we just want to give them that feedback. And it's okay to be frustrated. It's just not okay to bite someone because you're frustrated. So that's a great little follow-up phrase that we can use, especially with those touch kids. They want those boundaries. 
when I'm frustrated, I kind of go to this because that's kind of my motivator. That's my makeup. I love hugging and, you know, I may bite you or pull your hair if I get frustrated. So it just helps to kind of put those boundaries in place as they're exploring how interpersonal relationships work, how to deal with frustration and how to get that toy somebody else tried to take out of your hand. Especially when it works so much. And I think Mm. a lot of times, you know, we're, we make such a big deal. I mean, we're screaming, we're yelling, we're frustrated, they're frustrated, the teachers are frustrated, the other kids are crying, and it's just like this big chaotic scene that's playing out. But knowing how our kids are designed definitely will help us understand the why behind it and then how to proceed forward. When we're talking with like Tiffany, I think the age was about 14 months mm-hmm. old, so still on kind of that younger side. Um, One of the things that I think works at that age is absolutely the startle. Get them, get that, that, their attention redirected. And then using kind of distraction to move on to something else. Because you don't want to sit there with a 14-month-old and just hound it into them as to why we don't bite and we can't bite and we shouldn't bite and we have to be kind and... But distraction will sometimes help as well. So to get the startle, then redirect and distraction. But what do you do with, say, you know, a three-year-old who's biting all of a sudden? And they do understand a little more of the communication and, and those direct responses. So what are some things that we can do as they get older? Well, we want to use that confident face. And just Love like you said, like face. we want to minimize, we want to keep this in that moment, we don't want this to draw out to this long questioning, you know, like we're, <laughs> we're on CSI and we've got the perp across from us and we're trying to, you know, get to the bottom of everything. Like, I want to know your inner motivators. For yes. Having- so, okay. No? Whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. So I want to, I want to sit there for just a second and pick your brain on that just a little bit. Cause I do think you have some great insight because I do. I do think we come from with all the social media and everybody being able to be out there with, you know, all of the, oh my gosh, if your kid is, you know, biting, then there's an underlying reason and we got to figure out why that's, you know, what it is. And we got to, you know, we need to, it's, and, and, and you can go down this rabbit hole, right. Of just trying to figure out the why behind it when sometimes it may be pretty simple. It's always simple, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, most of the time, toddlers invite us in to a very simple lifestyle. We try and give them motivators that are much more advanced than a toddler mind is quite able to go. And so we assign them a lot of really adult associations. Now we have to remember that at three years old, they can follow about a three to four step command. That is the future. <laughs> like that is how much in the moment that they are and they invite us to be there with them. And it takes so much pressure off in parenting when we don't put forever onto every behavior. So, you know, this isn't about forever. This isn't about, you know, unraveling some secret inner, um, you know, frustration that they have. It's really simple. And that's why we designed toddler by design. So we could just kind of simply tell you, well, here's what they're looking to do. They want to express frustration. And here's the way that we can 
correct that behavior, redirect it, and just tell them like, it's okay to, you know, be upset. It's not okay to bite somebody because you're upset. And I love that. I love that. And so we keep it like right in the moment without complicating it, without putting too much time and pressure and energy into that. And like you said, sometimes it can just not only unravel us (laughs) because we get so worried, like, what did I do to cause this? And, And we'd like to just give you the freedom to say, you know, oftentimes it's just how that child is designed. It's not something that we did. Clearly we weren't biting them at home, (laughs) you know? So we want to deal with that in the moment. But that's a good point. You know, I think that, that we are talking about, you know, homes that are present and, and loving families that, you know, every need is met and almost every single one is met. And these kids are, you know, in thriving households, although there, you know, there's always little bumps and, and things in the road that happen that we want to be aware of. But I love, I love how you say, you know, let's, let's not put those adult emotions and adult reactions and adult wise onto our kids as if they understand at an adult level. And, um, and, and I also like to make sure, you know, especially Tiffany with this little 14 month old, we want to make sure that they're sleeping well, right? That's with any issues with behavior. We want to make sure that they're getting the appropriate sleep, that they're eating well, that they're not sick, that they're that they're healthy. We want to make sure that all of those things are always in place as well. Will this biting resolve one way or another? Yes, it will. Did you cause it? No. It's just part of helping them to know how to interact with others and manage some of those very normal, frustrating behaviors. And I love that. And I think we have to believe in our kids that they can And they will get through these normal, very normal toddler situations. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. If you have a question for Jennifer and Laura, call 888-234-7979. Visit momsoncall.com for resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive your amazing parenting journey. 